0: King James Bible says that she brought forth her firstborn son and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people." We're talking about joy this morning, joy for every longing heart, and the great joy that the angel said he was bringing, this good news of great joy is mega joy. If you take the Greek literally, that's what the word says, it's mega joy. So this is a joy that surpasses even the finest chocolate-covered donut in the morning. Right, Michael? It's the joy that surpasses even the perfect gift that you unwrap on Sunday morning. It's mega joy. It's the kind of joy your heart longs for, the kind you really envision and want to have in your life, the joy that is deep and long-lasting. That's the kind of joy that the angel announced on this night in Bethlehem. And it's for everybody including you, mega joy for you. You may be sitting there thinking, well, it's not been a very joyous time in my life. In fact, as the holidays come upon us, I'm feeling sad, maybe even sorrowful. And perhaps there are very good reasons why you feel this way. When the angel announces good news of great joy, he does so at night. It is night in the field. Have you ever been in the field at night? Do you know that if the sun, if the moon's not shining or the, the sky is cloudy, that when the sun sets, it gets dark fast. And if you're not where you're supposed to be, if you're in the field at night, you can have a hard time getting to where you want to go because the night comes fast. The news is brought at night of the Savior's birth. In fact, the whole story, when you think about it, Mary and Joseph being required by the Caesar to go to Bethlehem to be taxed and to be counted, her being great with child, them arriving and all the guest rooms being filled, having to go to the stable where the animals live and stay at night, and that's where the baby is born. The whole thing is kind of sad and somber. And it takes place at night, an acknowledgement that sometimes life is dark, sometimes trouble is long and hard. And the announcement of great joy by the angel and the declaration of this good news at Christmas time does not gloss over pain and sorrow and trouble in your world. Maybe you're walking in a dark time. We're not pretending that darkness doesn't happen. That sometimes we don't know what to do. That sometimes we don't know what decision to make. And sometimes we pray and it doesn't seem like we get an answer. When I went to the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem, which is the traditional site of the birth of Jesus... I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting the dark and dreary experience that I had. If you were to ask me, what is your impression of the Church of the Nativity, I would say, dark and dreary. That's what it was. A cavernous building, not well-lighted, priests in dark robes that went all the way to the floor. An effort to keep the pilgrims from laughing or speaking out loud while there were few worshipers in front of a vast altar. And when we were finally allowed to step down into the cave where they say that Jesus was born, that too was a very dark journey down a narrow passage. And I ducked my head and went into this cave that is underneath the church of the nativity and bent over once again to look at the little alcove where there is a star plastered on a stone. And they say this is the very place where Jesus was born. God chose carefully the time, the moment, The context and the setting of the birth of the Savior. Very carefully announcing it to the shepherds in the field at night because he knows night falls on all of us. And sometimes we travel in the dark and life is hard. The angel Breaks out and the glory of the Lord shines everywhere on this dark night. And the first thing the angel says is, Do not be afraid because the shepherds, I guarantee you, have jumped out of their skin. And I made my way often in the pre dawn hours up the edge of a plateau in central Texas just picking my way through the stones I could barely see until I got to the lip of that plateau. And I found a rock with a tree in front of it, and I sat very still in the pitch dark, waiting for the dawn to come and a deer to jump over the fence, okay? A little, bit, a little glimpse of my boyhood. When you're sitting there in the pre-dawn, in the dark, in the country, you hear everything every flutter of a bird, every scurry of a mouse under the rock. It all is magnified by the darkness and the silence. And to have a sudden burst of glory in that field must surely have shook them to their very bones. Now, did you notice what the angel brought To these people terrified, I bring you something. I bring you good news of great joy here in this field on this night in the dark. The angel says, I bring you good news of great joy which shall be for all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, the angel is speaking to ordinary people. In fact, he's talking to common laborers. Some people would even consider them the low end of the economic totem pole. These shepherds working the night shift. I doubt they think of themselves as special. And here they are in the field, outside of a little town called Bethlehem. When you hear Bethlehem, you have all sorts of wonderful sensations. But for them, it was home. And yes, there were some promises connected to it, but it was a small hamlet in the fields a ranching community there was a tomb at the city gate in a prominent place Rachel's tomb I suspect the city fathers might have had occasionally to wipe off some graffiti on that tomb from the teenagers in town who maybe came by and looked at that tomb and thought a fitting symbol for Bethlehem wish I could get out of here And go where the action is. I hear people say that sometimes about where they live. Even here in New Orleans. People say it's a small town. To really make it in the big time. You need to be in Los Angeles or New York. And I've seen them go. Sometimes we suppose that joy. Real joy. Mega joy. Is somewhere else. For somebody else. the city of David, the place of the promise, there's a baby there and the baby is doing something that is ordinary, unassuming, unpretentious, doing what babies do, sleeping Jesus on his mother's shoulder, the shepherds gather around to see this child of promise like bethlehem and the shepherds the baby too seems humble ordinary go to bethlehem the city of david you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. It's an easy find, shepherds. And I think God is communicating to everybody in the room joy is an easy find. It's not a long journey, it's short. It's not a great distance, it's nearby. Joy isn't an easy find for anybody willing to look. Sometimes you think, well, where did they go in Bethlehem to find this babe? Well, it was easy. They came right to him. We imagine ourselves in pursuit of the fullest life possible, but it's going to be a great journey and a long ways from here before we find a thing that really satisfies the soul some of us are characterized by a life that dashes here and there and over there looking for something maybe we know not what to fill a void inside but it seems never to go away this longing in the heart. Okay, catch this. The answer is close, the answer is near. Joy is an easy find, it's right here on your lips, right here in your own backyard. His name is called. Emmanuel, which means for every person on the planet in every age and time, God is with us. In order that they might not miss it, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The setting is ordinary. The shepherds also. Bethlehem, a small town. It all seems low-key. And suddenly there is a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and it is as if in order that God might punctuate this particular intervention of his on the face of the earth, he brings a heavenly chorus together. Unmistakably clear now. God is doing something amazing, something wonderful, something never before seen on the planet. The multitude of the heavenly hosts punctuate this truth. God intervenes, God is breaking in. He made His promise long ago, He repeated it often from many voices in many ways. He said that he would come, that he would send the promised one, the Messiah, his anointed one. And here with this heavenly chorus, he makes it clear. This is the one. This is the one. God intends for you to know that he is at work in your life in a multitude of ways that maybe you have identified and maybe you haven't there have been times when you said of an event that took place in your life what are the odds how could that possibly have happened there are moments you look back on in your life and you count them to be miraculous something happened here that just doesn't figure in the normal course of events And perhaps you've even logged them into your memory as the interventions of God in your life. Things that people said, things that happened to you. The angel angel chorus is emphasizing the truth God breaks in. In the normal routine, in the regular journey, at times and places of His choosing, He breaks in. And Christmas is the celebration of God's intervention in the lives of people like you and me, His delivery on the promise that He made, that the Savior would come. Indeed, the world was dark when the shepherds were in that field. But the glory shone all around them. The angelic course bathed their world in light. And God is sending His light this season so that people who walk in darkness can see their way. This is the truth that God intends to communicate to every human heart. I love you. I know you. And I have prepared a way for you to come to me and know me through my promised one. The angels announce peace on earth, goodwill toward men as their climactic word. I guess because God knows we need peace. Heaven help us, we need peace. We need his favor. And while some of the darkness we travel in in this world is inexplainable, and we cannot put our finger on its cause, there's so much of what troubles us that is made by humans. Decisions against the purpose of God unloving acts that wound others and ourselves so much of our darkness if we really face the truth happens in here we become disoriented we get off the path we thrash around emotionally and spiritually and hurt people that we say we love And the greatest disturbance we feel is not the evil that is inexplicable so much as the darkness we bring on ourselves. And that's what troubles us at night. What stirs our conscience and hurts our heart is the sense that we do not measure up we are not who we hope to be or wanted to be. We fall short. Sometimes we, we're desperately hoping that people who live around us will not figure out who we are, really, down deep inside. And of course, all that secret sin all that stuff that goes on inside, all the sense of inadequacy and failure leaves us confounded, frustrated, and confused. God knows what we need. Every single breathing human being needs rescue. We need a savior. We need somebody to deliver to our hearts what we cannot do ourselves. We need forgiveness for the failures of the past. We need the ability to forgive others who have hurt us. We need God to bring us into his family. Into his fold and deliver to us peace. Now, why would God do that for you? Why would God do that for you? Why would God look at you with all the missteps, stumbles, and failures in your life and decide he wanted to rescue you? It's his favor. That's the word goodwill. The new Bibles translate it, those on whom his favor rests. The word goodwill actually makes an effort to literally translate this Greek word eudokia. You is the good part, and dokia is will, purpose, plan. It indicates the intention of God to do you good. And this goodness is going to be his favor to you. He will rescue you from the trouble and sin even that you have brought on in your life. And he will do so by giving his one and only son, Jesus of Nazareth, born in a major, crucified on a cross, buried and raised from the dead. This is God's path for you. It is his good news of great joy for every single person in the room. And you unpack this present. You unwrap this gift by trusting him in Jesus alone as Lord and Savior of your life you access God's good intention for you by saying Lord I know what a mess I am please forgive me I believe you love me and made me and sent your son Jesus to rescue me and today I'm receiving that good news into my heart. Bow with me, please. Maybe it's you that the angel is singing for today. Good news to you, O person walking in darkness, having a hard time, struggling with your own inner collapse. God has sent His Son to rescue you, friend. And this is your moment in the light of God's presence where you can respond yourself to God's great gift. Would you just pray to him and say, Lord, I need you. I want you in my life. Take away all my sin and make me your child today. Would you invite Christ into your life as Lord and Savior? Would you do it? God, have your way in us. Help us to be like those shepherds ready to go to Jesus, following your instructions, trusting your word, and finding great joy. Amen.